Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Wooden. My guest today is Devis Romanelli from the Romanelli Winery in the town of Montefalco, which is part of the Sacralentina di Montefalco region in Umbria. Devis, welcome. Thank you. A little bit of family history first, please. How did you... You're very young. How old are you? 35. 35? You don't yeah. think you look like you're 23? Amazing. <laughs> it must be the Sacralentina, all those antioxidants. Yeah, it's the effect of the Sacralentina and also the extra virgin olive oil because the area is famous also for the good extra virgin olive oil. Okay, so your part-time job is also the promotional guy. No, yeah. <laughs> for the region. Okay, so, so it's obviously a family winery. Just give me a little bit of history of Agricola Romanelli. Yes, the farm started in 1978. My grandfather and my father it was very different farmer because it was a far- the typical Italian farmer with olive oil, with wine, with cow. It was very mixed. And during the years, changed this system. And now, after around 40 years, we are more specialized and focused in the production of wine and also olive oil. So how big is the estate in total? It's 36. Hector. Okay, how much of that is olives, vineyard and forest? Do you have any forest? Uh, see, also I have uh, two hectares. Eight hectares is uh, vineyards and 12 uh, is olive tree and the other there is wheat, uh, corn and other things. It's earth uh, that will be vineyards in the future. Right, so eight hectares is I think always a nice comfortable size for a vineyard. Is it difficult economically though? Is it too small or do you make money from that? No, I think uh, it depends to, to the job to the objective but I think for my idea of the wine uh, I work organic and uh, I, I work um, every single vineyards in very specific and different uh, system so is uh, is a dimension where I can check all the situation I think the limit uh, for one person is around 10 hectare for have the control of, uh, of all so which village are you in I'm in San Clemente it's a very little uh, city near of uh, the center of Montefalco so you're right in the middle of the region now what is the terroir like there soil type altitude the soil type is clay like uh, the the big part of Montefalco area the clay soil is more adapt for uh, for Sagrantino in particular this is the northeast part of uh, Montefalco area is that a cooler area warmer area just a, or a normal no, it's area usually it's a little bit more cold because um, it's, uh, it's open to north and there is the big valley down on Montefalco and uh, there is a lot of wind from north the Tramontana wind that is typical from the area but in my position uh, it's uh, very strong sometimes but it's a very good help for the cultivation because it's a dry wind it's a fresh wind so also for the grapes it's very interesting so also is that better for disease prevention as well does that help you with diseases having a nice wind coming through yes of course it's good thing for do the passito the wind because we can do uh, passito by natural diet and it's a good thing because uh, we are one of the the farm that make the harvest of Sagrantino more late in the area one is because the, the area is a little bit more cold so all is a little bit on late too because I think uh, the keys about Sagrantino is uh, make the harvest more late that is possible for a more balanced and elegant wine. So you really are still a mixed farm though, aren't you? It wasn't as mixed as it was probably before you were born, but you still have several crops. So there is a bit of biodiversity there. You say you have cereals. So the cereal crops you have, are they used for pasta? What is the what is the what do the grains go for? Do they make bread pasta? Yes, of course, uh, but uh, more uh, bread. For pasta, probably there is uh, some some 
different type of wheats and different type of soil. Uh, but for bread was was uh, very used. But my usually in this area the people that make um, crop uh, do for uh, for for the animal. animal animal feed so let's just go through your range so in terms of white wine you make a grechetto is that 100% grechetto it's 100% grechetto is the type of grechetto named g5 that is typical from this area g5 g5 sounds like a pop group the vulgar name is grechetto from todi because the typical area is from montefalco to todi where there is the more biggest production and it's very different to the grechetto that is on the base of orvieto doc so what's the difference in taste it's very different grapes completely. The normal size of G5 is half of the other type of grechetto. In terms of the size of the berry? The size of the grapes, the size of the berry and also the, the strongness of the skin. That is very hard in G5. So it's a, it's a very little grapes, very compact but, but with very hard skin. So the thick skin probably is good also for organics, it's resistant, disease resistant. Yes. But what about when you press it? Is that quite difficult? Uh, it's, um, it's necessary. I think uh, my idea is the work in the vineyards uh, uh, have to be near of uh, a red grapes because uh, this hard skin is also very rich in tannin for a white wine should be a little bit dangerous so need uh, the perfect maturation like uh, red grapes and after we press very soft i think is not uh, this is the maximum we can obtain from uh, from the skin okay so your other white wine is spolettino yes Rubiano spolettino tell me a little bit about spolettino it's uh, completely different grapes the grape is very big is long sometimes well, the, the berry is long is it the grappolo the grappolo so it's a long a long bunch is a very long bunch wings has wing a wing uh, with two wings one either no, side no are also more sometimes Three, really? five six uh, a lot of uh, it's very long and at the end uh, sometimes it's it makes a fork yeah sometimes also three Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's fantastic. Also, to see is fantastic. And is it nice to eat if you're in the vineyard picking? Can you? Is it uh, nice to eat? Not much because mm. um, the acidity is very high in these grapes, and the sugar usually is not really high. That is good from the area because it's the only one that have this character. Usually in this area, the, all the grapes make a lot of power, a lot of sugar. But Spoletino is completely different. I prefer Spoletino on the plain. On the flatter ground. Yeah. Why? Because um, can preserve the acidity don't uh, go up with sugar so we can wait the late maturation because it's a late grapes um, you can wait for flavor ripeness without worrying about um, having too much sugar ripeness and getting wines with too much yes, alcohol sometimes in a, in a warm season uh, in the hill uh, have uh, some problem of concentration of stress also because uh, with a very big grapes with a lot of leaves because it's uh, a vigorous variety need, need water and uh, when a warm season should be very stressed so I prefer I have my vineyards on the plain it's the only one type of grapes that you can cultivate it in on, the plain on the flat land without yeah. getting too much disease problems it's very interesting because the old vineyards is on the plain no not on the hill in the hill we have just the red grapes the old the old vineyards of Trebbiano Spolettino I have one that is around 100 years old it's on the plain so Spolettino vineyard from 100 years old amazing it's uh, and uh, have a very particular um, system of cultivation because uh, was uh, married with uh, a tree a promiscuous culture yeah it's so when you plant the, the vine the vine you plant also a tree it's used the acero campestre maple 
uh, uh, yeah. but it's a type of maple that is very little. So it can develop it together. So the, the vinyl used the, the maple for developing the structure. To, to, to grow up. But yeah. it was very interesting because uh, the idea from the people that plant this 100 years ago was uh, have the grapes two or three meters from the, from the soil because you can use the soil for have corn and other things. So in the same space you can do two different cultures. Well, yeah, you have the maple, you have the grapes, and then you have the cereal crop. And in down every year, so you can plant different things. Yeah, very clever. And it's interesting also that uh, these grapes on the plane don't have problem. Don't have problem with fungus, don't have problem with uh, botrytis. Is that because they're higher up though? They're a little bit one, above the ground? One is this, but I have also another vineyard that is more youngest, with a guyo, more normal system, and it's the same. It's the character of the grapes. It's very resistant. In fact, you don't find in, on the plane the red grapes, or if you find uh, you find bad red grapes, but the Trebbiano Spoletino is fantastic. Okay, tell me a little bit about Grechetto. Yes, Grechetto is uh, is different, of course, uh, different size, different uh, structure, also the grapes, but uh, the, the wine is a wine, I think, uh, have a lot of personality. It's not a wine that developed uh, too much on the nose, also with aging, but uh, it's a wine with a very good potential of aging, but uh, I think the more interesting character is uh, on the mouth. Have a very good body. Is a... Do you think Grichetto is almost like a red wine grape? Like grapes, yes. Like wine, no, because the, the vinification change the balance. But like grapes, uh, when I make the tasting of the grapes before, for the decide the correct moment uh, for make the harvest, the only one that have a similar level of tannin that the Sagrantino is Grichetto. So it's a very talented grape variety. Yeah. So even yes, because the variety. skin is very hard. When you pick uh, the Grichetto, do you like it to be a little bit underripe or a little bit overripe or, or perfectly ripe? I try to arrive to the perfect moment. But uh, uh, if it's not possible, I prefer a little bit more mature. And when you press, do you press hard? Do you press slow? No, it's necessary very slow and soft to uh, avoid also, also the contact uh, have to be very very light the skin the, the, because uh, sometimes you can extract too much because it's very rich and if you extract too much what does the wine taste like it's also interesting but need more time for being balanced does it become a bit bitter or not yeah sometimes uh, grechetto in fact when grechetto is not perfect uh, in balance from the grapes sometimes i have bitter and uh, it's out of balance this is, is the question is it easy to ferment though, um, Grechetto? Uh, usually, yes. We don't have problem for fermentation. And what about aromas? Is it very aromatic? No, it's not aromatic grapes. Uh, you can have uh, some fruit, yellow fruit. You can have almond. You can have honey. And for the Spoletino? Spoletino is completely another word. It's opposite grapes, also opposite wine. Because it's a wine that uh, I think the best character is on the nose the potential of evolution of this noise. I think uh, it's a wine that is better wait, wait around minimum one year. So one year in the bottle? I make uh, 18 months. So after 18 months, Spolatino in the bottle, what does it taste like? What are we looking for in terms of aroma and it's, flavor? It's fantastic because you find herbs like sage, rosemary, but... Uh, you got such a big smile on your face <laughs> talking about this. You, 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 your face is just lit up. Yeah. <laughs> you really like it, don't you? No, yes. Um, also because, okay, the 
have the herbs, but uh, when he's a little bit more young, have a lot of uh, agrooms. Citrus fruits. Thank you. But uh, anytime you can feel the sea. Oh, salty. Yeah. Briny almost. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. On the nose and on the on the taste. So what's a good food for that then? Depends to the interpretation. My Trebbiano Spoletino is made with 40-50 days with the skin, so also on the mouth is a very complex wine. It's not oxidated because I, um, I don't like oxidated wine, but the level of acidity and pH is very good for make the, the skin contact. So pH is the acid strength of the wine? And protect the wine to the during this yeah during the, this period. So you're making like a, a quotes orange wine, but you don't want it to be really, but it's not orange. really disgusting and funky and horrible. So you, 40 days on the skins. So what color does it, it must pick up uh, some color. A little color. bit gold. Okay. A little so bit. greeny gold. If I do the same in Grechetto, probably will be brown, I think, because the character, the, the acidity and pH is completely different. So you're, you've pressed it and you fermented it, you leave it 40 days on skins. Cold or, or warm? What temperature? The normal is uh, ambient temperature. Yeah, that is late grapes, so the harvest is the last week of October. So probably about 12, 14 in November and December is the maceration, so it should be around 10, 10 degrees. Yeah. Oh, even colder, okay. Yeah. But it's not a funky wine, it's, it's a very clean... Yes, it's very clean. And the, about pairing, I think the best pairing for this style of uh, Trebbiano Spoletino is ham. Ham. Italian ham. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. I prefer the Umbrian prosciutto that's, that is uh, salty, but also Parma ham should be very good. Do you age your Spoletino skin contact wine in wood or...? Not wood because uh, I, the skin contact adds a lot of structure in the wine and a lot of complexity. So the wood, uh, I think the wine don't grow up. I prefer wait the wine with the yeast for the next eight months and uh, go in the bottle usually one year before sell. Do you do malolactic fermentation on the white, on the skin contact white? Yeah, usually make the, because another character of Trebbiano Spoletino is that the alcohol is uh, is low, because the sugar is low in particular on the plane. Uh, so uh, the... Um, Acidity levels high, presumably. Yes, but uh, the, um, during the, the maceration, the, the wine de- developed naturally also the malolactic fermentation. So it does malolactic on skins? Yeah. Amazing, white wine. Yeah. It, not one time, I I separated the skin that the malolactic is not done. Interesting. Yeah. Do other people do that in the in this region? I've never heard of anybody doing that with, with Spolitino in this region, skin contact, malolactic on the skins. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there is uh, probably Paolo Bea that make with the skin, of course, but I don't know if there is uh, any other that have this long time of skin contact. For your Grechetto and the Spolitino, do you do a single vineyard one, like a crew wine from either of those two? The Trebian, about Grechetto is two vineyards blended. About Trebian and Spolitino, I am trying different soil. And now I have uh, one vineyard, but I am trying different soil in different uh, system of cultivation of these grapes in the old vineyards. I am finding all the old vineyards I can find for try different soil and have this different experience. So you, you're going to try and get some, buy some grapes in as well from other, other growers or not? But usually I don't buy, but I prefer bring the, the vineyards. So you want to buy the vineyards? No, not, not buy, rent. Okay. <laughs> Before buy, I have to rent and try. Okay, let's talk about your red wine. So you make a Montefalco Rosso and a Reserva and you make you obviously make, um, your Sagrantina. So, so let's just start with the basic Montefalco Rosso. What is the blend? The blend is a Sangiovese and Sagrantino and uh, I use also Merlot and a little part of Cabernet Sauvignon for complete the blend. Okay, and is that oaked or unoaked? Depends on the season. 
reason. A few years ago I was used a hook in a hold on Montefalco Rosso, but I think depend uh, in particular for Sangiovese depend to the vineyards, to the clone, because I have four different clones of Sangiovese. So depend to the character of the clone in a particular vintage. Every year I decide if a part go in the hook or go in the hook or no one go in the hook is possible. And you make a crude and your Montefalco single vineyard wine. Yes, this is a very similar blend to the other Montefalco Rosso, but uh, Morinetta, this is the name of... Um, Morinetta. Molinetta. Uh, Molinetta. is a uh, little windmill. Yeah, perfect. It's the only one vineyards I don't have in uh, the main hill where there is the center of, uh, of the farm. is in the hill in front, but the soil is completely different. In the main hill we have uh, clay soil. In the Molinetta vineyards we have uh, sandy clay soil. So the, the quantity of sand is more right and it's very interesting because uh, Sangiovese usually in, in the clay is very rich grapes make very big grapes also in the sandy soil the size of the grapes is half with the same clone but it's half so change the, the proportion with the skin change the maturation and usually make wine that is very rich uh, so we, I wait five years before sell and you age at an oak yes and this wine all is done make the two years minimum in, uh, in the hook and two years minimum in the bowl. So that's the Montefalco Rosso crew. What about the Sagrantino? Uh, Sagrantino is the the main grapes. Very interesting grapes, very rich. Sometimes too much rich, but uh, this is our our job. Your challenge? Yeah. La sfida. Yes. I think that is is a grapes that is incredible. But my idea in Sagrantino is developed more the elegance than the concentration because it's a is a wine is a wine and is a grapes that have a lot of structure itself. It's not necessarily work for find more concentration. I prefer work more uh, in the elegance. How are you doing that in the vineyard and in the winery to get that elegance and delicacy rather than this huge, big lump of red tannin? That I, I think the, my way is uh, way more than it's possible for the harvest. To later picking? The, usually I am the last one or uh, one of two, three winery that make the harvest more late, sometimes also in November. Does that help though that you said earlier on that you have a cooler site, you get these cooling winds? Yeah. So you very slow, presumably very slow maturation. This is very, very important, but... Uh, Do you get seed ripeness, though? This is the question. Is uh, wait the phenolic maturation, try the, the seeds, try the skin, and understand when the tannin is perfect mature. Because when Sagrantino have the perfect mature tannin, this tannin is, is fantastic. The challenge is have the perfect maturation. So we have to wait. So when you go into the vineyard in autumn, and it's probably, I imagine, in the morning it's quite foggy, and you get some wind, and you're going out, I assume, you're eating a lot of grapes and crunching them and chewing them and spitting yes. them out so what are you looking for you're looking for brown pips dark colored uh, it's very important yeah it's, and, uh, and the skins uh, before i check the the scenes that is it's important uh, it's like uh, coffee the same color coffee beans and after i taste the the skin sometimes it's not perfect correspondent these two parameters but uh, Check is necessary. Check both for understanding is if the correct maturation. So with this we can have uh, very mature grapes. So in the cellar is very easy. But you're not looking for overripe grapes, are you? No, I ate the overripe grapes because uh, when the grapes is overripe, uh, I think we lost the character, the identity of a terroir, the identity of of a grapes because the. 
too much mature grapes uh, is the same around the world. <laughs> so you pick the grapes by hand, you take them into the winery, then what happens? Do you de-stem? I put out the, the stem and after go... After all, it's very, it's very simple. It's very easy because uh, with the mature grapes, uh, not, not too much things to do in the cellar. Just, just check the fermentation and uh, I do two months of skin contact, also in Sagrantia. So how long, when you do the fermentation, do you prefer a quick fermentation or a slow fermentation? Do you no, manage the fermentation, uh, the alcoholic fermentation? I prefer uh, the clean fermentation, very stable, because uh, long skin contact is very important that the fermentation is very regular, not too much fast, but not too much slow because can do some problem of uh, volatile uh, volatile acidity yeah. also because where there is this condition is um, it's difficult that the wine have problem of reduction during the the skin contact so i can make two months that is sometimes it's not easy but uh, it's a very interesting way for developing better the character of sagrantino and the wine what kind of tanks do you have still big or small ah it's small the, the more biggest is 50 hectoliters so that would hold 6000 bottles that is quite small sorry that is quite small. How high do you fill the tanks though? Depend to the quantity I have because I have also more little tank. Uh, sometimes when I have, for example, a 30 hectoliter tanks, I bring the wine and use this wine for peel the other. But for example, when I make the crew in the best vintage, I can do this job. I can blend two different wines, so I use nitrogen. for. Uh, but uh, the last three years, I try to close the tank before and the fermentation. So inside, uh, we can have the carbonic from the fermentation and this is perfect it's perfect job uh, it's necessary to check the correct moment because it can explode the tank but <laughs> it's okay but when do you close it how early on in the fermentation do you do you close the tank you mean you wait until the furious part of the fermentation is over and then you close or do you close the tank a little bit earlier than that a little bit before the end of the ferment so like when you're in what well, in your density what you'd be 10 20 or something usually when i close there is less of 10 gram of sugar so, so pretty much near the end but but developed not too much but uh, again developed slowly a little bit carbonic so it's a good help so when you're during the if we rewind about rewind a little bit what are you doing for extract are you pumping over i make delestage delestage is basically when you drain off some fermenting juice or wine from the tank and then put it back over the top yeah Uh, one per day during the fermentation so i always think delestage can be quite an extractive process because it originated in bordeaux defend defend yourself really i use delestage because for my objective is have uh, more um, aeration yes the oxygen is very important to avoid for reduction. A regular fermentation so I can do the long skin contact and it also helps the yeast that you're giving them a bit of oxygen so they can keep going yeah this is the question because the yeast for have a good fermentation need of good grapes of course but need also oxygen for don't have problem or reduce the problem um, <laughs> so th- this kind of this idea of, of making something that is homogenous but obviously complex that's what you're trying to do isn't it you're trying to make sure you have this very homogenous fermentation where you get a lot of complexity you get all of the complexity out of the, the grapes that you've obviously got from the vineyard to make sure that all of that potential complexity is transmitted into the wine that's the idea isn't it yeah you're the kind of person as a winemaker that if you had to become a chef if i was on a desert island and i was stuck on a desert island with a few you know a few guys and we interviewed everyone said right what are you good at so he's good at type making fire this guy's very good at making rope and tying knots you would be the chef you would be the chef absolutely even if you'd never cooked i say right you know what this guy's never boiled an egg before this guy is the guy he's going to be the chef 
Yes. Because he knows what he's doing. He can he can he can <laughs> see see how things work, and he can be very analytical and very creative. And you make even if it's just a boiled egg on a hot piece of stone, you'd make a fantastic egg. Perfect. <laughs> okay, you're too <laughs> modest to say yes. Perfect. But. So, do we get the name of the two crews though? That's important. You make so you make these two crew wines, site specific wines. Yes, is um, for Sagrantino. We have Montefalco Sagrantino that we produce every year, and uh, the crew is named Medeo. That is the name of my grandfather. We produce Medeo just in the best vintage. Really, we start to make this wine only in 2011. And that is the year where um, my grandfather uh, died. And uh, but is it the years also where born my first child? So all the, and it was a very good vintage. So I chose to divide this part of the vineyards because it's not uh, a different vineyards. It's the same vineyards. We have just one vineyard of Sagrantino. It's Trector, where we make Montefalco Sagrantino, where we make Medeo in the best vineyards, and where we make also Passito of Sagrantino. So let's hear about the Passito. Uh, Passito is is very interesting. Does wine. that have a name, a special name as well, or not? No, the the Passito is named just Montefalco Sagrantino Passito because I have three names, so I think it's uh, it's, it's okay, and uh, it's very it's very interesting wine. I think it's very unique wine, sweet wine. But what wine in general? Because uh, call Sagrantino Passito sweet wine, I think is not correct way for understand. The wine it's completely different uh, wine to the normal sweet wine because it's the only one I think have uh, tannin. It's sweet at the start, but it's very dry to the end. In fact, the the normal pairing, the best pairing for me, is not with uh, dessert. Is uh, with meat, is with liver, with lamb, because the start is very sweet for more of a 100 grams of sugar, but at the end there is the the high acidity and the very green tannin we obtain from early harvest. We bring the the grapes from for Pasito one month before that the grapes for dry for have more green tannin, more high acidity because have to balance. The sweetness. That's quite. Is that quite unusual, do? Because you would think that most people would say, right, if we're going to make a Sagrantino red and then a Sagrantino red pasito, so we go and pick the red wine per Sagrantino, and then maybe a few weeks later, when the berries are a little bit drier, we're going to pick them, and then we're going to dry them even further indoors. And you're saying, no, I do it the other way around. I pick my pasito grapes before my normal red wine grapes. Yes. Uh, do also, people think you're a little bit mad, or do they think no, you've got a good idea? My choice is because uh, I use a different type of soil. In, in this vineyards, I have three different soils. So the for pasito, I use the more uh, humid soil. So the humid soil uh, should be sometimes a little problem for for the perfect maturation. So for dry Sagrantino, I prefer the other soil is a bit more dry yet because the maturation should be better. For Pasito is perfect because acidity is more right and tannin is a little bit more green. I make the harvest uh, half week of September usually and uh, I put the grapes uh, on the racks for two months uh, in the more windy area of my my farm. So after, uh, in the normal vintage, it's very easy to make the, the drying process that usually is around two months in the normal climate but uh, with natural process uh, should be more fast or more slowly. 
slowly, slowly. So when you're pressing the obviously by now dried Sagrantino grapes for your Pasito, in terms of numbers, in terms of um, say malic acidity and tartaric acidity and sugar, what are we talking about? But usually the acidity usually is slight. The sugar is very high, so it's very complex fermentation. So high sugar, high acidity. Yeah, because uh, the content of uh, of wine, of potential wine, is near of half of a normal grapes. So you're losing 50% of volume potentially. Yeah, yeah. Also, when we press, it's difficult to obtain the juice. The juice, yes. Because the berries are so shriveled. Yeah. So there is also some technical problem for pump this wine with the skin and and press really because sometimes we do the separation of the of the stems and sometimes the grape go with the stem. So we have to bring <laughs> back and try again. Because it's so shriveled and dried. Yeah, because it's too dried. But also the grapes is very cold when arrive in the cellar because we press usually in the in December and with natural process the grapes is around five degrees six degrees so all after the start of the start of fermentation is very hard it's very slowly so we have two three four days for wait the start of fermentation and for the producer is very apprehensive days yeah because you can get volatile <laughs> acidity and yes vinegar yeah. and uh, this more other stress uh, moment uh, is the end of the fermentation because there is a moment where there is an, a good content of alcohol around 13.5 but uh, very high content of sugar so what are we talking high 100 grams per liter sugar more 114 I, I think my dear pasito is the the correct end of fermentation is alcohol uh, 14, 15, and sugar around 100. Okay. okay. 120. This is the, the balance that usually I like. But uh, the last part of fermentation, when the, the alcohol is near of 13, 13.5, and the sugar is high, uh, is very stressed for the yeast because there is a moment where the alcohol is a little bit toxic for the yeast, uh, and also the sugar combined with the alcohol makes toxic effort. So, in, end, in the end of December, near Christmas the winery is very cold and it's another stress for the yeast so we have to help with a little bit of warm so how do you do that you have uh, you, what you shut the door or you put a little heater in there it's very difficult because the quantity is too low for use the, the modern technology so we use all that is possible for make this I remember one times I bring uh, there is people that add the light a fire make the pasito where the there is the, the fire for help well, inside the house and, and, yeah inside the house so for, for help this part I use uh, some a coil yeah. yeah in the old days you could probably bring if you, if you did it in a stable you could bring the animals in because they give off a lot of heat and the cow make more warm also the the, f- the floor up yeah for the yeah. people of s- yeah. sleeping above so what what's interesting about your approach is you're you've really thought things through very logically and in some cases you're going against received wisdom but you really do have a plan and you know what you're doing I mean do your do, do some of the older um, producers here think that you are being very clever and very creative I think you are or do they think oh this uh, young guy he doesn't know what he's doing he's got his vineyards in a strange place he's doing all these strange things Okay, this is a mental process of the people about me. I start my, my first vintage when I started with my first vintage I was uh, 24 years old. When you speak with uh, 24 
your old guys, you think, okay, it's too young, probably too stupid for make good wine. In particular, when I make uh, my second vintage, 2008, because it was completely different to the normal idea of Sagrantino. At this time, the Sagrantino was very dark, very concentrated, very tannic. So 2008 uh, was... Uh, my 2008 was completely different, very very elegant, not dark on the color, very low color, very complex on the nose with roots, something that the people usually don't feel in Sagrantino. So sometimes the people all or think, wow, what, what is fantastic wine? Or think, okay, what is this? Is Sagrantino is not possible. This is the idea. Now, luckily, the, the general idea is changed because I, but also the producer, work for search more the, the elegance and the complexity in these incredible grapes, not just the, the concentration. So the general idea now is changed and a lot of people love this idea about. But really be young and with a different wine uh, when I start was not easy. Do you think you'll take on more vineyards or not? I mean, do you have enough vineyards or would you like to have some more vineyards? At the moment, no. At the moment, I want uh, no better uh, my vineyards because uh, there is an incredible varieties of different soil and different situation that I would like understand better. And uh, like the crew, uh, I want to uh, try something different for different vineyards in different situations. So I love to do this. Just the, the Trebbiano Spoletino is is the only one I had the last uh, three years in my production because before Trebbiano Spoletino was not made it in my in my era, but it's a grapes too interested for don't uh, don't try to. Okay, so it's too too interesting to to resist. Is there one if you had the time and the and the and the money? Is there another type of wine you'd like to make here? Not you don't want to make a Chardonnay. I'm sure you're not interested in that. But no. <laughs> if I get if I gave you the manpower and the money and the space in the winery to make it yeah. one more wine that wasn't. A Spolettino that wasn't a Sagrantino what would you and a wine from this area what would you choose I like for example a lot Gamay from Trasimeno that is Grenache is not Gamay but was named like, like this but a grapes that is borderline is not totally Umbria the big production is in uh, Marche and uh, I love is Verdicchio yeah. one of the most interesting uh, grapes from the center of Italy there is also I find the yeah, last year some very old Pecorino vine merit like Trebbiano Spoletino in the his part of uh, Umbria near of Norcia in, in Preci and it was very old uh, vines of Pecorino and uh, if I am trying to bring a little bit of this grapes for understand what happened with the uh, pecorino in this area because it's in the mountain it's not on the hill or in the plain but it's really in the mountain a very particular microclimb uh, but the vines is uh, is very old so just white wine grape pecorino yes it's one uh, white grapes very diffused uh, in the um, in umbria but not too much because just in this part of mountain but in the other part the, of mountain there is the marke region and the, the, the most famous area for production of pecorino just want to say thank you to my guest today devis romanelli from the romanelli winery anybody that's interested in uh, sagrantino uh, montefalco region spoletino really needs to visit this winery because um what Devis is doing is incredibly interesting and I think groundbreaking and it sounds like it's um, the future of, uh, of these wines because people want wines that have intensity but they are increasingly changing against don't want wines that are really really tannic and really really tough and I think what you've 
describe today is through your approach is really really joined up viticulture the wine growing side and joined up winemaking and uh, it's great to hear that you're doing that and also you're very young and um, having interviewed you I'm very optimistic about the, the future of this region well done follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram 